This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Nuts.com, the simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts and other tasty treats delivered straight to your door. Get four free samples when you go to Nuts.com, click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner, and use code NOMEAT, one word. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Welcome, everyone, to episode 132 of No Meat Athlete Radio. I'm Matt Frazier, back from the cruise, joined by Doug Hay. And Doug, you've, you've chosen not to come to my house today. Yeah, uh, I don't want to be anywhere near you right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I got sick on the cruise, which was really unfortunate because uh, I had such a good time last year and, and had really been looking forward to this. Uh, really, a lot of anticipation in my home around the cruise. My wife Erin didn't get sick somehow. I don't really know how. Uh, I have no idea because I was in the room three, four days just like sicking it up in there and not leaving. <laughs> and uh, somehow she avoided it. But anyway, I think it's the, I think it's a smart decision for you not to come here. Um, so we'll just have to hope we still have the same, same rapport that we always do. By the way, someone on the cruise uh, came up and said hi, a guy named Eric, and told me that uh, he thought that, that you and I have a good have a good rep- good rapport going. Oh, well good. Thanks Eric. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that I've heard that several times somehow. <laughs> which is which is funny it's, to me, but it's weird cuz you know, we really don't like each other very much. <laughs> <No. laughs> um, but anyway, it was a good time. Uh, we will we will be addressing it sort of recapping the the what there is to recap other than meeting being in the room watching ESPN Caribbean, which is uh, <laughs> my, my main entertainment source. Um, rugby, cricket, they have all kinds of stuff on there. Huh. Um, but we'll soccer. be doing we'll be doing a recap. Yes, soccer, football. Um, we're doing a recap type episode of that and <laughs> of the sporting events. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but anyway, not not this time. What we're talking about today is things we wish vegans would stop doing or not do as much as they do. Is that that a good way to put it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and we're not trying to be whiny. Um, I, I think it might come off that way in some way. But what we're going to do to make sure that it doesn't is we're going to do a follow-up episode to this. I don't think it will be next time, but in the next few weeks, um, of the things that we really like that vegans do and that we, in fact, wish they would do even more of. So, you know, obviously we're not saying we don't like vegans because we're vegans. Um, but, you know, there are lots of ways to, to be vegan. There are lots of ways to spread this message, some of which I think are really good and essential, even if they're different than mine. Uh, others of which I think I think maybe we could we could get away from. So uh, I'm I'm interested, Doug, to hear what you have, what ideas you have here, and uh, and to share mine as well. Yeah, I guess we should we should preface this in saying that we have not gone over our lists together, so we might offend each other. You never know. Maybe it, uh, it's possible. <laughs> maybe I'll say something that that you don't like. Maybe maybe it'll be a direct attack on me. Actually. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't you go first, Doug? What do you What do you got? What's the first thing that that you wish vegans would stop doing? Yeah, you know, and I I, I guess this one is really anyone who it, this this particular one uh, is something that people do with anything that they're passionate about, right? There, uh, whether it's politics or, or whatever, but that is really to to comment on everything and bring it always back to being <laughs> vegan, <laughs> right? Right. This is the reason I don't attend uh, a lot of like vegan potlucks or meetups. And there are some fun ones out there. Um, but but if you ever like, 
I don't know, if you go on meetup.com and just go to a random vegan meetup, what, I, what has happened to me when I go to those is that the entire conversation is about, like, no, no one talks about anything but being vegan. If, right. if there's anything mentioned, it goes back to being vegan and how good it is and why everything else is wrong. And I don't know. So that was actually one of mine, too. Um, you're right, though. That's Anyone who's passionate about anything, that's what they do, right? The CrossFitters are, are uh, a great example of people who, who just talk about their thing all the time. Yeah, and, and you know, and certain people who are into politics or or whatever, you know, I, I think that there is a good way, there is a good balance, and to be passionate about something, and then to be able to have a life outside of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I mean, I guess in some way, it's like I'm jealous of CrossFitters that they that they are that into. I wish I was that into a sport that I did. Mm. Um, I, I guess I also, if if I if I did, I, I would kind of wish that I would have a little bit more, uh, like awareness of other people being around who don't really want to talk about that all the time <laughs> right yes. um but uh, yeah i mean this 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 happens with everything so this isn't unique to veganism but certainly it does happen um and i think what is especially annoying is is to me is when it's so one-sided when it comes back to it and it and, and there simply is not room for like a dissenting opinion um right. that 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 something could possibly you know, like like let's say there's an article that comes out that demonstrates uh, truly good science demonstrates some sort of legitimate benefit to eating meat, and I, I'm sure there are, I'm sure one could find something like this if they wanted. Um, I don't like that people will will automatically refuse to accept that as even true, mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't agree with with you know the way that they think is healthy to eat. Um, you know, I think I think that's and that kind of is is another maybe goes into another one here. And for me, that's, that's like mixing ethics into health arguments. Um, and, and kind of, I guess just not being scientific, being, being more religious about it than, than scientific about it. Um, I'm, I am totally cool with ethical vegans. Like I, I am an ethical vegan myself. That was the original driving factor for me. Uh, and still is the reason why, you know, why I'm a hundred percent vegan. If it was just about health for me, I think now and then I probably wouldn't, wouldn't mind, you know, who knows, eating meat, eating dairy. Like, I don't know, if if one or five percent of my food was that, I don't think my health would suffer for it. Uh, but because I'm an ethical vegan, I'm not going to ever do that. Um, but I don't like when when you try to have a have a health conversation with people. And this happened during the the blog post that I wrote, um, why vegans and paleo should stop hating each other. Right. And and there was a I, I thought a fair discussion about about the health benefits of either diet and. Um, people, you know, got mad and said, you know, try, try to sp- turn that discussion into, but paleo is so mean to the animals, right? Or just is, is what, what happens to animals because of paleo is awful. And that's true. And I, and I agree with you. Um, but I don't know when it's, when, when the discussion is about the merits of health and that's the argument is, is, are these both healthy? Is one healthier than the other? Then to go there it kind of just makes things it just makes it hard to to have a discussion i think people then will be like well you can't really talk to vegans about that and and have a have an intelligent conversation because they're going to go that direction with it yeah i mean i think the problem that creates when you're so strict about say the health stuff because of the ethical side then there's then it doesn't allow any room to debate with that person and it doesn't allow them to compromise doesn't allow it for you to compromise or for anyone to acknowledge that that maybe there are good pieces uh, on both sides of, of this 
of this debate because you're so strict uh, with the ethical stuff and there's no room for even discussion about meat. Yeah, and it just, I mean, to me, it just, it, that, that sounds a lot like, like when religious people make arguments about religion um, against, against people who are non-religious. And there's just this tremendous amount of frustration that happens because, because there's no room to, to have a scientific argument when people won't, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it won't, won't budge on, not budge on the ethical stuff, but won't leave the ethical thing out of it. So, um, okay. I think before we, before we make this even muddier, we should move on. Move on <laughs> before we this. offend everyone, let's just, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, here, I, I got one that's probably a little less controversial, uh, and that is that I wish vegans didn't try to substitute uh, traditional meat meals with plant-based versions. So I wish that we didn't always try to substitute burgers with veggie burgers or, um, or you know, butter with, with vegan butter or fake or yogurt with, with fake yogurt. I wish that we could embrace the wonderful meals that plants can provide without trying to always look at it in this box of, of a traditional meal. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a great ideal. And I, I do think a lot of vegans, especially people who just stick at the, with this for a long time, I think people move that way. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I guess there's some people who, who are always going to have a place in their heart for, you know, a, a vegan version of a burger or fries and milkshake. Yeah. Um, because those things, you know, I mean, there there are certain foods, and it's not that for everyone, but there are certain foods that are just are just such a part of our of our upbringing and everything else that like we just we just can't help but to want to have have something that that kind of resembles that again. Um, but I, I think you're right that like in the early days, as much as it does help, maybe it, maybe it makes it it's sort of comfortable and familiar for people to to have those sorts of things. Um, but it's really, you know, people people want to, when you first make this change, that is where your mind is. You're not thinking like, what what kind of new and exotic, different, completely different dishes can I now have? It's kind of like, how do I how do I do this without totally disrupting the way that I'm eating? Yeah, and and you know, and that that's where those substitutes come from. And I, I do think like like a lot of people that those are useful as transition foods. Sure, um, they do help some people stick with this thing. But uh, I think you're right. If it, if if everyone you know, if after a year you had had to turn in your turn in some sort of card and then <laughs> and then stop stop doing that or, or gradually move away from that, uh, I think it would be a good thing for people's health, of course, but then also for for this movement because I think that's that's a really bad thing, right? When we when when someone tries the vegan burger and they're like, oh well, that doesn't really taste as good as a hamburger does, right? And and then they use that as just a, a reason to poke fun at veganism or say, well, that's why I can never eat that way because that compared to this is not the same. Right. Um, you're right. I mean, it, it's nicer to have a totally different conversation about like this, this, you know, we eat this totally different kind of food. That's not trying to be your hamburger. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that that, if you, if we, if more people did that, you know, instead of bringing a tofurkey to Thanksgiving dinner, had just awesome other plant-based meals, you know, then, then people would, I, I think non vegans would embrace that food a little bit more and poke fun of it less. But at the same time, I completely agree with you. And I, and I'm guilty of this. I mean, I love just this week we made pizza and I put on vegan cheese. You know, I mean, I, I love some of those things sometimes and, and I wish that I ate less of them as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, but I think it is a mental shift. It is a, a way to, you have to get out of the mindset of, of, all right, I want 
you know, I want a, a French fries and, and, a, and a hamburger uh, and instead have some other idea that you of something else that you want. Yeah. You know, what's what something you just said kind of made me think of this. What's particularly bad, I guess, is that it's it's at the the I mean, most of the time that I'm eating, nobody who is a meter sees or cares what I'm eating. You know, like I do it at home and, and like it doesn't really matter what what I eat as far as um, what people will think of veganism because of what I'm eating. But it's the situations where people are watching what you're eating, like <laughs> like barbecues or Thanksgivings. Um, these big sort of public events where you're publicly publicly making food choices, it's then that that so many of us do choose the the fake meats or the um you know the copies these these things that are clearly I mean I'm sorry if I'm offending someone by saying that but clearly inferior substitutes when it comes to taste and texture and all this right. so people see us with the soy hot dogs and they're like hmm that's that's what veganism is huh and it's just like it's a shame that that, that those are the times. Uh, that we that we like to fall back on those foods, but right. I, you know I don't know what you can do because that's I. It's fun to to have a have a soy hot dog at a sure. at a barbecue yeah, or a baseball, absolutely. You know? So I don't I don't see that one changing. But I I think you're right that we we could uh, we could try to move away from that more on a at least when we're eating in in I don't know not not special occasions like that every other time. Yeah, well, and, and the trend right now seems to be that there are all these new companies coming up that are, are creating fake meats, and they're trying to get as close to meat as possible in taste. Um, and I think that that is, that is good in some ways, that, that we could have a veggie burger that really does taste like a burger, and people who love burgers will eat that instead of a burger sometimes. But at the same time, the closer we get to just replicating these meat substitutes, what if we put that energy into, into something, creating some other type of sandwich or some other type of patty that didn't resemble a burger at all and was delicious and, and highlighted the delicious vegetables. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I mean, cause I think like what it probably takes for veganism to become a, a big, massive, large scale movement, uh, probably is that we come up with a hamburger that is indistinguishable from a regular hamburger. Um, but I, I I would imagine most people listening to this podcast aren't really that interested in that sort of <laughs> right. But but uh yeah. So I I it that kind of comes back to like there are lots of ways to to grow this movement and like there's totally different approaches and some are going to get different people than others get. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and what's hard though is because it seems like in the same way that um you know the that what we we talk a lot about the the preachy vegans or the militant vegans who go out and demonstrate and kind of bother people. Um, but you know but do that so that they get exposure for this movement. Um, you know, like I, I, that's actually not one of the things that I wish vegans would do less of because I, I think that that does have a place in in this. I think, like in any sort of you know quote revolution, um, there's different there's different roles, and that's that's one of them that that gets attention in a certain way that that this sort of lower key, slower approach doesn't get. Um, so it's I think it's 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 tempting to just be all inclusive and say everything helps let's all just do our own way and do it at the same time you you've got to wonder at what point does does that stuff actually turn off people and and harm the movement and and I'm not just talking about the um the preaching thing but but with like food like when when we're just working so hard to make the perfect veggie burger that's indistinguishable from a regular burger like at what point does does the visibility of that and I think this is what your original point was here kind of make it kind of defeat the purpose of what we're trying to do and and maybe uh take away from from what those those who are eating and embracing totally 
vegan, not, you know, foods that aren't like meat. Um, so like, yes, it's nice that there's tons of ways to spread this message. At the same time, I always kind of get stuck wondering, but, but do, do certain of, the, of these ways kind of actually harm the other, harm, harm the message, harm the movement. And, you know, once, once they get to a certain point. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Good. All right. What you got? Good. What else you got? Okay, next one I've got. Um, okay, so like I said, I, one of my <laughs> things is not is not the uh, is not militant vegans. I'm, as I guess maybe people would expect me to say that I wish people would do less of that, but I really don't. I mean, I, I do appreciate that there are people uh, who who have the you know what it takes to go out and do that stuff. Um, I think a certain amount of it is good. I think it can go too far, but but I'm not going to have that here. What I do have here is I I really don't like when people. Uh, discourage other people from doing what they can when they're trying to become vegetarian or vegan mm. because it's not enough. Yeah. Um, so, so to make that clear, if it's not totally clear, it's like if somebody is vegan and they find a friend who is curious about this and wants to start doing Meatless Monday, mm. I really, really don't like when I see vegans who... Um, you know, just, just tell them that that's not enough and just try to convince them immediately that they might as well not even do that because that doesn't do anything compared to being completely vegan all the time. Yep. Um, I just, being someone who, who's much, who, who came to this diet through, after really, after several years of, of not meat this Monday, but doing something similar in, in first not eating beef and not eating pork. Uh, and then eventually not eating chicken, and just taking a really long time to get through those stages, but seeing how how each stage prepared me for the next and kind of has made this built this foundation really strong so that I don't think I'm ever going to change the way I eat. Um, I just really hate when I see people who who just kind of want people to go all the way and basically think if you're not going to go all the way, then you might as well not even try yeah i have I have the down the exact same thing. And that's not to put down vegetarians or Meatless Monday or Vegan Before Five and all these different types of, of steps that aren't as good as being vegan but are great steps. And I think we should encourage more people to do that and embrace those people as part of the movement instead of, instead of thinking them as, as inferior. Yeah. I mean, it just – to some people, it, it is just unthinkable to give up meat for an entire day each week. Or right. to give up meat before five. So, so for someone to make that step, even though for, for someone who's totally vegan, it doesn't look like that much. I mean, th- depending on where that person's coming from, this might be the most extreme thing they've ever done mm-hmm. to to give up meat for half the day every every day or for one day a week. Um, so, I, I think they are so much closer to us than they are to eating the normal way, even if it still looks like they mostly eat the normal way. Um, you know, so I, I just, I, it just, I hate to see that. Um, I, I'm such a believer in the small steps thing that, that if someone just tells me, I'm honestly, I'm, when someone talks to me about my website and maybe they're a friend of mine and they say, Hey, like, I'm, I'm really curious about that. I'm still not even close to it, but like now and then I'm, I'm doing a meatless meal. I, I don't even try to like speed them along the curve. I don't even think that's a good thing. I think you just got to encourage people to do what they can. Um, you know, help them out with, with what it is. But, but honestly, I think the more time that you can get someone to spend in whatever it is, three meals less, three vegetarian meals per week, if that's what, it, if that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get them to stay with that for a full year, I think there's a pretty good chance that eventually they're going to go beyond that. So I, I don't try to speed someone through that because I think if you do, you'll, you'll speed them to the point where they're no longer comfortable and then they hit that crash point and then they just go back to where they were and, and give up. Yeah. And, 
for some people, and, and this might be a little controversial, but for some people, going vegan will never be an option, right? They'll, they'll never get to that point. And so even, even if they're only eating those three vegetarian meals per week, that might be the furthest they go, and that we should encourage them to stay that way. Um, and, and, you know, and, and you know, provide a place, a safe space for them to, to do that and feel good about it as, as a step that is in towards the right direction. Yeah. And I mean, I think, and this is, people will definitely argue with this point because there, there are people who, you know, who are come at this from the ethical angle, mm-hmm. uh, and, and will say that like, it simply is not enough to do that. And, you know, it's, it's not like greatest good for the greatest number. Let's get as many people as we possibly can eating just a little bit less meat it's like we have to go for the ideal of, and I mean, I I get it, totally valid philosophy and point of view. Uh, it it's just not one that I think is the best. I, I just think we're so much better off uh, from a practical standpoint taking these small steps because I I really do believe that that kind of that these small steps build this foundation that it might take five or ten years for that that person to get somewhere, but I, I do think that person uh, has such a better chance of getting there than if they are pushed uncomfortably along. Mm-hmm. On a similar note, Doug. Um, I don't really like when people lump oil, lump no oil in with being vegan because that that's happening more and more now. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's so like, and I'm I'm a no oil guy, or at least a no oil at home guy. Um, I try to work it into the conversation now and then, but what has happened is that is that so many of the of the vegan doctors, the prominent vegan doctors, agree, and for good reason, that that. Oil doesn't really like, extracted oils, extra extra oils. I don't, I don't mean oils that are you know contained in nuts, and you're eating the whole nut. Uh, I mean oils that have been removed from the from the food that they were in, and then added in back into some other meal uh, to help cook it or to dress a salad or whatever. So many of them agree that that if you're looking to eat the healthiest version of this diet, and then that's what the doctors are about. They're not often about let's let's find the version of the diet that's going to be most palatable to the biggest number of people. It's about what what's going to prevent and reverse disease here? What's going to set you up for long term health? The very best, and and almost all of them agree that that not eating oil uh, is a part of that. But what has happened is is because those people are the leaders of the movement, and because lots and lots of people follow them, and lots of people do that, it has kind of to me it it seems like oil has kind of become demonized in the same way that that meat and dairy have, and there are a lot of people who who will almost not consider you vegan if you're eating that. Um, and I think that's a really bad thing. I think, I think I'm, I'm always like when I wrote my first book, I, I definitely included oil in there, even though I was starting to remove it from my own diet, uh, because I wanted it to be accessible and I wanted people to be able to go vegan or go vegetarian and get really close to the way, um, you know, I think is the best way to eat, but without it being some giant, huge leap in their diet. And it already is a giant leap in their diet. Um, so I think if you're going to remove oil and, and make people feel bad about eating oil right from the get go, it's going to be a much much bigger hurdle to try to get over. So I just I'm not saying at all that that we should stop telling people not to eat oil, but I think when people are are at the beginning of of a transition to vegetarian or vegan, I don't think that's that should be one of our early steps in telling people. Well, now you got to get rid of that too. Yeah. Do you think that the amount of talk that we've had on this podcast and on on No Meat Athlete about no oil has has contributed to that? <laughs> I I don't like like I said I I. I do try to work it in. Like it's something that I do believe is if you're trying to get to the healthiest diet, then I think, I think you should eventually try to give up oil. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but you know, I I just I hope we've made I hope the way we have presented it, it it's clear that um you know, we're not saying you should try to make that your first step is to totally go right plant-based oil-free from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't even tell people they should try to do it. I just say like, that's what I do. And that's, that's what I think is probably the healthiest way to eat. Um, but I don't know. I've, I've been careful in, in the way that I've talked about that, that I, I don't want it to be telling people you shouldn't eat oil or, um, you know, you should stop. It just, I, I let people decide that on their own, I think. Uh, but you're right. I mean, as it, as it becomes a bigger part of the conversation, this is why it, this, I think this is why it gets lumped in with it. It, it, it just is. Um, but, but I think, I think what we should do is make sure that we're not, that we're not trying to do that. And we're not scaring people off thinking they have to do this. And that's, I guess that's what the point I want to make here is that when I wrote that original oil post, I was very careful in there to say, I, I don't want anyone to see this and say, well, now I have to also give up oil if I want to go vegan. So therefore I'm not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, I have not felt like I needed to go oil free. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Good. Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I have reduced we we have reduced our oil consumption somewhat significantly after part in part of your influence and, and the stuff that you've written about it. Um, but we we definitely cook with oil every day. So yeah, um, well, oil is one of those things where there's nothing, nothing no ethical attachment to it at all. So right. yeah, exactly. Uh, that that's one of those things where, and that's why like I'll eat it out of the house and just the, for habitual type reasons. That that's why we don't do it at home, right? Because if I have it at home. It's going to just become part of our daily habits, and I don't want it to be that way. Uh, but when I go out, I'm not limiting it at all. I mean, I'm just, I'll get whatever I want on the, on the restaurant menu that's vegan because it, I'm out and it's fun and I want to eat good food, even if it's not maybe the very healthiest choice. Yeah. All right, Matt, why don't we, before we move to the next one, why don't we pause for a minute to thank our sponsor? <laughs> This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Nuts.com. Nuts.com is a simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts and other tasty treats delivered straight to your door. They even have several of the foods or ingredients that we recently talked about in the seven popular food trends episode, uh, you know, about three or four episodes back. They have turmeric powder, matcha green tea, tart cherries, and many of the other ingredients that we love to throw in our smoothies. And Matt, you just placed an order with nuts.com. What did you what did you pick up? Oh, Doug, I got a whole bundle of stuff arrived at my doorstep the other day, including matcha green tea, since I'm oh, oh. so trendy. Yep. Uh, some goji berry powder to put in my smoothies. Excellent. Some pecan date rolls, a little pre-workout fuel, and wheatgrass powder. Good old classic wheatgrass powder. And then you know what? They threw in a little sample bag that I didn't even order. Of uh, just straight up goji berries, not in powdered form, but um, nice. just just the berries themselves. That's yeah, it was nice. So I've been I've been doing that. That arrived while I was away at the cruise, and um, it's been a nice nice thing to come home to. And I've been sipping on matcha in the morning and feeling very zen about it. Excellent. But of course, they have much more than that. You can choose from over three thousand healthy snacks and ingredients. Right now, new customers can get four free samples of fifteen dollar value when you go to nuts.com. Click on the mic in the upper right-hand corner and enter my code NOMEAT, one word. That's nuts.com and enter my code NOMEAT, one word, for four free samples with your order. All right, so I got I got another one, and that is that I wish vegans weren't so uptight. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And, and let, me, let me explain this one a little bit. I, 
was recently at uh, at a friend's house who has a chicken coop and some chickens that they uh, it is a very large chicken coop and they have only a few chickens lots of room they take care of their chickens uh, but they eat the eggs you know and, and then they they raise chickens and and um, we were talking about it and, and they and I asked to go see it and and they were really kind of hesitant I think that they were embarrassed that that I was asking about it because they know I'm vegan and, and they you know, kind of felt a little bit ashamed or something like that. And, and so this is this, this point that I'm making is two parts. The first is that, that they think that vegans are so uptight that, that we can't even have this conversation or that they should be embarrassed about having a chicken coop. (laughs) And, and then the second part is that, that then I, then I was like, well, maybe, maybe I should feel bad about, you know, maybe I should think this is wrong and maybe I shouldn't tell anybody that I went and saw this chicken coop you know, because maybe people then will then judge me about it, and, and so then and this whole kind of thing spiraled in my head, and and I didn't, you know, there, it, I, of course I would never raise chickens, and I would hope that fewer people would raise chickens, but they're taking care of their chickens. There are definitely worse ways to get eggs. Yeah, this is a good one um, <clears throat> because it makes me not 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 have a good response. Like I don't, <laughs> I, I'm kind of like. I, I, at the same, like I know what you mean. I've had that. I've had the thing where where like friends will kind of be embarrassed, to, or or they'll they'll feel the need to point out right away. Or someone who knew who I meet will be like, "Well, I don't really eat like you do," um, and like and like they're afraid that I'm going to judge them right. because because they're used. Maybe they're used to being judged, or maybe they just have this perception that that that's how vegans handle things, and that vegans are are going to judge you if you don't eat like they do. Um. So I, I hate that. I, read, I I wish that people wouldn't be afraid of being judged when they're around me. And it sounds like you want exactly the same thing for you. Uh, the conflict, though, for me is, is does that mean people shouldn't – are we saying people shouldn't stand up for what they believe? Right. Like, like and, and that there shouldn't be vegans out there who, when a friend eats meat, who does have an argument with them about it and try to tell them why it's, why it's not right? Um, I don't really know, you know, like I, I, like I said, I, it does seem like to me there's, there is room there. Are, people are, some people are going to be like that. And, and that's in some way, I think, uh, kind of a respectable trait that, that you stand up for what you believe and you, and you don't, uh, back down and, and you, and you tell people what's on your mind. I don't know. So like, I, that's a really hard one. I think it, it probably, you know, just comes down to the personality and neither you nor I is going to berate somebody over over their food choices uh or their or their choice to have chickens in their home or judge them right. uh, i don't know that that's a, that's a really good point so yes i i wish people would do less of that i also i think i agree with you on that yeah. i guess that doesn't, doesn't make it wrong no and 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 you know and you raise a good point and I, and one thing that i struggled with after this when i was thinking about it after i went home was you know had it been a friend or or someone had I been over at someone's house and they were, you know, making racist comments or something like that. You know, would I have not stepped? You know, would I not, have not stood up for for my beliefs at that point? You know, at what point right, did, right. does does the the ethics of of animal raising animals, um, you know, at what point? I guess how do you make that decision? How do you make that distinction of what you stand up for? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess sorry to interrupt. I, we we did an episode a while back called "How Not to Be the." punchline of the vegan at a dinner party joke right and and in that one we both kind of made it clear that 
partly the decision for us is is one of what's best for this movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think many people would argue that that what's best for the for the um, civil rights movement is is for someone to just kind of be cool about racism and and <laughs> not you know and just let someone do it and not stand up for it. Like I don't think that movement uh is in is has the reputation that that veganism does of people being uptight and and judging in that way. I guess maybe it's kind of tipped past the point where that's that's an issue. Um but when when we talk about animals like like a lot of the times I I I do make the choice not to speak up about that kind of thing because I think if I do then people will say, "Well, that's that's what you get when you have vegans around and that's why none of us are ever going to go vegan." And I think in I think you can harm the movement by speaking up too loudly, um, at least in certain contexts. I think I think you could. And we said that, like we like you said that with the with the uh, bachelor party camping mm-hmm. story, whatever it was. Where yeah. like if you if you come at it and start arguing with this guy who's making fun of your your vegan food choices, you're probably going to turn him off from the whole thing. But but because you didn't, because you were sort of cool about it and just just sort of laughed along. By the end of the weekend, he was he was actually asking you questions about it. And that's how you were sort of able to make inroads and, and start uh, a real meaningful conversation about it. Right. But then, so this is kind of going off the point and maybe I'm, I'm disproving myself with this point, but um, <laughs> you know, then, so by me asking about asking to go see the chicken coop and, and engaging with these chickens, cause I really was curious. I wanted to see how they were, you know, how they had it set up and, and how, you know, what the chickens were like and that kind of thing. Um, and by me kind of uh, engaging with with the chicken coop, am I then making it worse for the movement because I'm not, you know, because then yeah, people right. will think it's okay? I think certainly some people, even some listening to this, will will say, yes, that, that, is, that is doing worse for the movement. Um, I think you could also make the argument that, that you were going to kill them with coolness, right? <laughs> and, and be like... Be like this shockingly cool vegan about this, and they'll be, and maybe they'll say, "Hey, we have this vegan friend, and we were amazed at how cool he was." And you know, maybe maybe they're a little bit more likely to to be open to this diet in the future or mm-hmm. talk about it differently in the future. So, I, I don't know the answer. I think I think I don't know. I, on a personal level, I think I probably wouldn't really go out of my way to show interest in going to see the chicken coop, and would prefer not to. Um. But I, you know, I think I do think that's just sort of a, like I said, on a personal level, like that's. I think there are different ways to to go about it. Yeah, and and you're you're banned from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I honestly like when I was making this list last night, I I was debating whether I should even bring this up because because I do think it it some people will will really think that I handled that wrong, um, and maybe I did, you know, and and maybe that and this that's something that I'm struggling with on a personal level too. Uh, yeah, I I mean. I don't know. I don't have answers for these. This is hard. Someone else could also say, well, by you being enthusiastic about that, you were encouraging them to do that instead of do the factory farming route. And you were applauding them for being more humane than what everyone else does. Mm-hmm. And in sort of the all or nothing thing that we just talked about, people trying to push people like too far too fast, maybe, maybe what you did is a good thing. I don't know. I don't know either. Only time will tell. And Twitter. Twitter will tell too, probably. Yep. Twitter will probably tell. (laughs) Okay. Um, So what I've got next, Doug, this actually is my last one, I think, because we've sort of hit several of the ones that I mentioned here. Okay. Um, 
this is one that that I thought of when I was on the cruise this last weekend. Because so I was on the cruise, as I mentioned, I got sick and that was a shame. Um, but I heard many, many times from from friends, and I laughed too with the joke. This this idea, like, wait a minute, you you can't get sick. You're vegan. Vegans can't get sick. And what they were saying wasn't wasn't ser- they weren't seriously saying I shouldn't get sick because I'm vegan. They were they were mocking. Um, you know, omnivores or anti-vegans or whatever they would be, uh, who, when a vegan gets sick, love to point that out and say, look, you're, you're sick. Uh, clearly your diet doesn't work that well. So I guess, I guess vegans feel this need to always be healthy because if, if we're not, if we slip up, you know, even when it's not our fault, um, you know, that gives people an opportunity to say, look, your diet doesn't work very well because you're sick in this one instance. So that, <laughs> that was the joke that people were making. They were saying, vegans can't be sick. What are you doing? And these were the other vegans saying this? Yes, these were other vegans okay. who I think just sort of mocking right. um, what, what they had heard from, from, from non-vegans who would, who would point fingers when, whenever they were sick. Right. So that, that happened. And I, like, it's kind of funny. I, didn't, I, don't, I wasn't offended by that joke or anything. But I started thinking about it, and I think partly this is our own fault that that people like to point fingers when we get sick, and it's our own fault for making ridiculous claims about this diet, such as vegans don't get sick, or vegans don't get cancer, or vegans don't have BO. Right? <laughs> we we make up these dumb things that that I guess in our exuberance and excitement about a new diet, uh, maybe we even believe to be true for a little while until we do get sick or until we do. Someone tells us we have BO. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's our own fault. So, so what, I, what I wish vegans would do way less of, or in fact, stop doing it all, is making ridiculous and unscientific claims about this diet in an attempt to, to sway people towards it. Um, because it doesn't sway people towards it. It, it, it. Maybe it does at first, but honestly, I don't think it does even then. Because to me, I think of it like if, there's a, if I see a friend who starts telling me about his religion where everybody doesn't have BO and, you know, never get sick and all get into heaven or whatever. I mean, I'm going to be running for the hills because I think that person has, has lost their mind. Um, but then, especially when, when that stuff becomes proved wrong scientifically, then it just takes away all the credibility of that movement. So, mm-hmm. so I, I just think it's, I don't know. I, I think, I guess it's in an attempt to, to do good for this movement and spread this message. I think it does exactly the opposite and makes us look like this niche cult group who doesn't really care about science. We just care about, um, you know, just totally anecdotal things that support our cause and anything else doesn't get said. I don't know. I, I just think it's a really, really bad thing that people spread things without really backing them up scientifically. Um, and, and even worse, saying things that are clearly not true, like vegans don't get cancer. I mean, it just it's just wrong. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I mean, I, I like to believe, in, and maybe this is, um, you know, maybe this is just my way of kind of justifying it when things get hard or, or that kind of thing. But I like to believe that I don't get sick as much as I used to, but I still, of course, get sick. And there will always be times that that, that will happen. And, and maybe maybe my diet, or maybe I could get sick less eating a cleaner diet, you know, with me. Um, you mean... You don't mean sick less than than you do currently when you're vegan. You just mean you also could get sick less if you ate healthily than I used but to. It ha- but it happened to have meat in it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't at all think it's a bad thing 
To, and, and I agree with you. I think that I've gotten sick less now that I'm vegan. I don't, I don't know for sure. I don't have any scientific way of showing that because sure. – Right, because I mean, I can't compare it to the another version of myself that that is going through these exact same years of my life and the exact same everything else, but happens to eat meat. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't do that. We can look at actual scientific empirical studies and and you know look at at do vegans get sick less? And I honestly don't know if there is a study out there that that demonstrates anything like that. I mean, I've, I've seen things like about longevity and things that that do tend to um, tend to say favorable things about plant based diets. Um, similarly with, with cancer rates and there's the China study and, and many others as well. Um, and I don't, I also don't think it's a bad thing to believe that on a personal level. Like, like if, if you were, um, let's say someone who was vegan chose to believe for themselves that they're not going to get cancer because veganism will protect them from cancer. I think you could make the argument that that's, that that's a, a good thing to do. I mean, I think when it, when it comes to sickness, like like maybe just less uh i don't know less serious forms of sickness like like colds and flus like that i mean it's it's quite possible and, and there is some science to support even this that that the belief that you are healthy and strong and not going to get sick per, does in fact help to protect you helps your body to be better at actually not getting sick yeah so i don't think it's a bad thing to believe those sorts of things now it, the cancer thing i don't really know cuz cuz then what happens if you do and and your whole entire belief system has always been based on the fact that you are immune to it because you're vegan. Well, you know, maybe that's that's uh, a different conversation about whether that's a good thing to be a personal belief or not. I don't really know. It, maybe maybe for some people that would provide a lot of comfort and just help you not be a worrier about it um, until it happens. You know, if it does. Uh, but but as far as telling other people and saying stuff like that, that that's what I think is is not a good thing. Yeah, and and on the personal level, I think it I think it helps you maintain the diet, and I think that's that's kind of what I was trying to say is is if if I can believe that I'm getting I'm getting fewer colds and I'm getting the flu less often, and if I believe that um, I'm recovering better as an athlete, and if I believe all these things, some of which may be true, some of which maybe not, but it makes in in my head it makes uh, you know the diet that much easier to to maintain. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I think that's totally valid, right? Choose beliefs not based necessarily on how true they are, but how helpful they are to you and how, how much they empower you to, to do whatever it is you're out to do. Right. But, um, but I, there is that difference between, you know, thinking it and, and claiming it. Yeah, right, and then <laughs> going telling people, other people about it right? Um, and that it's going to be true for them as well. I think that's a totally different thing. Um, yeah, but I'm glad you brought those points up, Doug. Those are, those are good points, and I, I think that... Um, totally really unrelated i think it's a really really great thing for people to do i think it's a good thing to um to understand that in your head that you are making the choice to believe something because it benefits you to do so even though you're not really totally sure if it's true or not yeah i like that that's a that's a tony robbins-esque thing of you to Ah. say doug (laughs) there you go no wonder you like it (laughs) yes that's right right. all right so I, i got one more oh you know i do one more too but I forgot, but go ahead. Let's do yours, and then we'll do mine. Okay. Mine is that I didn't wish vegans, or I wish that vegans didn't wear so many shirts that say that, that, <laughs> that they're vegan. And, except uh, no meat athletes. Except, well, you know, but here's here's the little thing with that. I actually, I really like those shirts, and of course, I love the meat athlete shirts, and I love seeing people wearing them at races, but I wish that we, we, this is more of a wish about the future. I wish we lived in a world where... No meat athlete 
didn't you know didn't need to exist, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and, right. No, I do too. And that that people didn't need uh, a you know a pr- plant power protein power shirt, plant powered protein whatever. You know, I wish the people didn't need those types of shirts because it was just it wasn't a thing, right? And so I you know when I when I say this one, of course, I think that it's wonderful that people are wearing those shirts now, but I wish that we didn't have to. Yeah, I like that. Um, but then what we wear instead? Then we then we'd have other messages on our shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we'd have you know anti-car messages and stuff. And but then we just wish we didn't have to wear those. So eventually, if we could just all walk around naked, that would be the true ideal. We wouldn't have we wouldn't and we wouldn't need tattoos. We wouldn't need to express ourselves in any way. <laughs> yeah, if we were all uniform and uh, yes. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, vegan shirts don't annoy me. No, they don't annoy me either. I, maybe we should cut this one out. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, we can leave it in. I don't. I mean, um, whatever, I don't you know, they don't annoy me at all either. I, I think I was just, uh, or I know that that what I'm trying to say here is is that I wish that we didn't have to do that. Yes, I understand. That would be nice. Okay, my last one. I saved it for last because it's. I think it's the most positive of of all my things here. Like I said, I was concerned that people would think this episode would be us complaining about what other vegans do and just whining, uh, not offering solutions or anything. But I don't think it has been that. Uh, but I did say this one at the end because I think it is somewhat more positive. What I wish vegans would do much less of is give up on this diet. Uh, and I don't, mm. I'm, when I say that, I don't, I don't mean people who are still vegan because they haven't given up. I mean people who try it and, I don't know, just put in a half effort and do it for two weeks or a month and then say, oh, it didn't work. I didn't have any energy. So I just went back. I just needed more protein. And I just, you know, my body was craving protein. So I went back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wish people would really make an effort to do it. Like, I, I suspect the people who do that are, are probably those who are coming at it um, from the health angle, just looking for whatever's next, whatever it seems at the moment to be the easiest next diet you could do because you haven't tried it yet and because you haven't given up those particular foods yet so they actually seem like they'd be easy to give up um so people try it they they don't when when it doesn't work when after two weeks they're not feeling what they thought they would feel instead of taking a close look and saying okay what can i do um to make this stick because i'm committed to making this work they say well, I guess I guess my body's not meant to be vegan, and I'm just gonna you know punt on this and go do something else. Uh, I I wish I just think if people really did give it the effort, and I think people who come at it from the ethical perspective more often probably do have this this motivation to really make it work because they they want to, and it's not a purely health thing. Uh, so if so if the health thing isn't seeming to work out that well, they will find a way to make it work. Whereas people who come at it from a health angle, if the health aspect isn't working out that well then that's sort of their whole motivation is then blown. Um, but I, I really think so many people who, who have written this off as, as a diet that doesn't work for their bodies, um, I, think, I think if they just really worked at it and, and put the effort in, I think they could make it last and, and find out that they can learn how to actually thrive on it and, and be doing wonderfully well. Um, I'm, I'm not saying this diet is for everyone or that everyone should do it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know if that's true. I don't, I don't like to make claims like that at all. Uh, but I just, it really annoys me when people, when people try it for a very, very short time and say, oh, it didn't work for me. So I went back to this way. If only there was a good way for us to shame people like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
That, yeah. So that's going to be our first thing that we wish vegans would do more of in our follow-up episode. <laughs> yeah, shame. More it. shaming of people who try it and, and can't make it work. No, no, I, I think I think you're right. I think that it's it's one of those things that people, you know, just like any major life change, you you, I, you get super excited about it for a few weeks, and then you realize that it's harder than you thought, or, or maybe you're not feeling as instantly good as you thought you would. Um and and then you just give up, and I think that 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 is an unfortunate thing for for this movement and and for people who are starting to go vegetarian or starting to go vegan, and because the, then they write it off as as it didn't work, uh, like right. you were saying. Right. And, and I, I I understand why it happens. I hope I hope that didn't come off as me trying to shame people for for trying it and then giving up, um, because I, I do understand why with all the other pressures and stresses of life, if if suddenly you're you're health isn't working out the way you want it to, and you've made some drastic change to your diet, I can see why you would just say, well, then I'm going to go back to the way that I was eating because it, it seemed like it was better before then, and that was a heck of a lot, have a heck of a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, I guess it's like seeing what I see now, right? Being on the other side, having made it work, having seen how great it can be um, with some effort. But, you know, I, I just, it's like you just wish you could get people to, to that point. And could hold their hand and help them see how to get there. Because if they did, then they'd be vegan, which could potentially be really great for them. Uh, and of course, I'm not going to pretend that it's not great also for for me and everyone else who's vegan and, and does wish that as many people as possible would eat this way or close to it. Um, so I, I understand why it happens. I, I'm not really, hopefully not trying to shame people for, for that. But I just wish they would they would stick with it. <laughs> well, and, and I, and I think it's getting easier to do that. There's, there's bigger communities. There's more things like no meat athlete, you know, more podcasts and websites that are making it easier with recipes and, and nutrition advice and that kind of thing. So, I mean, hopefully that that will be an easier yeah. step for people to make. And I think perhaps more than any of that maybe is as the movement grows and as people don't feel that by trying a vegan diet or something or moving towards it, don't feel that they are going out on this crazy limb and trying this crazy diet that they don't see a ton of evidence around them that it's working or that when they do it, all their coworkers and family are like, you're crazy. You're not going to get enough protein, you know, because if they're hearing all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, then of course at the very first sign of adversity, they're going to bail on it. Whereas if, if they look around them and see lots and lots of people who are, who are thriving this way, then I think there's a lot more incentive to say like, I'm going to, I'm going to make it work like they did. Yeah. Okay, well, um, that's this has turned out fairly good, Doug. I, fairly well. I didn't didn't really know what to think of this episode. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think we probably pissed off a bunch of people, and you know, maybe turned off some listeners who think that I'm crazy for supporting a chicken coop. Uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe possible. But, but I think we raised some good points and had a good discussion here. I think this was good. I do do. Room for discussion. I like that. Let's not all just always agree. It's good to have <laughs> have have different have a little bit of mix it up with some controversy now and then. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next time. And like I said, pretty soon we'll be doing an episode that uh, is not the things we wish vegans would do less of, but the things we wish vegans would do even more of. Uh, so we we like are... wear Nomad athlete shirts. <laughs> yeah. Right. And buy Nomad athlete products. <laughs> Okay, uh, thanks. This was fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Take care. All right, bye.